This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to another Drink of Ages radio show. Hope everybody is doing well out there, safe. I know a lot of people went through some pretty horrid stuff last week. We didn't get to do a show last week, and... I uh, really wanted to, really wanted to go do a show and just go hang out at a brewery that was open and just do it from there. But the problem was actually getting to there to do the show became the biggest pain in the ass. And so at that point, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to sit and act like I'm doing a show at home and drink beer like I do on a typical Wednesday night here at the pub. <clears throat> but hope everybody, man, uh, is, is everybody that flooded, um, it's, it's going to be a pain in the ass, but uh, hopefully... It's the least amount of pains in the asses that you can go through. We flooded during Allison, and all, everything that went through that, it's like I see all these homes, and it's, I just, yeah, I have a lot of sympathy for them because it's not about to get easy. It's about to get hard. But at the end of it, if you're like us, then you end up with matching furniture, and it's, you know, your couch matches your, your chair. And so you know, we were able to upgrade a little bit, but... No, it sucks. Sucks for a lot of people out there, but I hope everybody is doing well now and working their way through it and drinking some good beers. We are here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive, and this is Drink of Ages Radio Show. I am John Denman, DJ Muskratch, my producer, spinning nothing but the badass music you'll be hearing in between, in and out of the segments, and maybe in between segments as the show goes on. This episode of Drink of Ages is brought to you by our friends at Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. The Drinking Buddies is a badass mixed 12-pack of Torpedo, Pale Ale Sidecar, and Tropical Torpedo. Four excellent hoppy brews for the summertime, and we had a little short stint of fall where, I mean, everybody was pushing that Oktoberfest last week because, you know, temperatures dropped, the humidity was down. It's like, oh, Oktoberfest. Now nah, it's back. It's back. It's back in swampier than ever, ever out there, so... A Torpedo right now is a very tasty beer, but you get four badass beers with Drinking Buddies by Sierra Nevada. Uh, this week, this week we are hanging out with a brand new brewery. Uh, guys just been working on it for a little bit. Well, we're going to hear it straight from them about all the how easy it is to open up a brewery. Easiest thing in the world. Because uh, from my understanding, you know, it's just like you come up with an idea and it's like, I want to open a brewery. And then like three weeks later, you guys are rolling and brewing. Uh, but from Great Heights Brewing Company, we have Sean and Patrick hanging out. So welcome to the pub. Thanks, John. We're happy to be here. I'm, I'm happy to have some of your beers on tap right now. I mean, we've got the IPA and we've got the Saison on tap. The, the, you know, it's a sort of it's a keg share is what we do up here at the pub. Yeah, there people do bottle shares and stuff like that, but uh, we're sharing kegs up here at the pub. Yeah, it's well, a juiced up bottle share. It's the only way to do it. Pretty much. I mean, it's, it's so you guys, you guys, man, got your brewery open, making beer. Yeah, finally, our the first day we sold a beer was August twenty third, which was Wednesday, the week before the hurricane rolled in. Uh, we only had a couple of beers ready, but we, we didn't want to sit on them for a few weeks while we waited for a couple more to come on board. 
So we did a very uh, quiet, soft open, announced it just a few hours before we actually opened the doors. And we were lucky enough uh, in our neighborhood in Garden Oaks and Oak Forest to uh, kind of escape all the floodwaters. So we stayed open almost throughout the entire next week, met a ton of neighbors as we were one of the only places open in the neighborhood. So people poured in and we poured them beers and uh, it was a great kind of soft open week and uh, introduction for ourselves to uh, all of our neighbors. Yeah, it, was, it was awesome, man. I, you know, I grew up in Houston, but I was born in Louisiana, so I lived there for a few years. And you know, I remember like sort of the, how everybody came to, together during hurricanes, hurricane parties, and all that stuff. That whole week for us being fortunate to be dry in the neighborhood and having neighbors come in who were going stir crazy in their houses, it kind of felt like that. There was like a camaraderie or something that that was just really really awesome and you know we we really lucked out i mean so many people didn't and we feel super fortunate well i mean that we it, lucked out times but, like this you know you, you honestly do look for the bright side and things and so it's like man you you guys are able to you know it just happened to work out we we're able to open up a brewery when honestly people needed beer the most i mean we <laughs> we opened up uh, megan one of the bartenders here i mean awesome awesome man i thank her so much she lives around the corner, like walking distance. So she came and opened the pub every day. We were dry. Wall yeah. drive here was high and dry, no problems. And people were just coming in going, man, thank you for being open. I yeah, mean, we're we, just sitting here just twiddling our thumbs. We and experienced the exact same thing. A lot of, lot of thank yous, a lot of uh, just grateful people who were going stir crazy inside. We offered a little respite uh, from watching nothing but news. You could come in. You could try some new beer, meet some new people. And, uh, you know, get some Wi-Fi. So, yeah, we, we stayed pretty busy. Until we lost it. But, that you know, the least of, of, of your worries during a hurricane. But, you know, it was great. Like, we, we didn't plan on opening. I mean, we certainly didn't want people driving in. And we struggle with, you know, how do you even do it if you're going to open. Um, but, actually, a couple people came by. We were in there, like, squeegeeing water out, you know, from the little bit of leakage we had. And several people came by and just said, hey, you guys open. And we realized... Just people walking in from the townhomes nearby who just been sitting there all day, you know, some of them without, you know, TV and internet or power or whatever, and wanted to get out and open our doors thinking a few people would stop in. And, you know, it was a really good crowd. We, we met so many of our neighbors, you know, through that. And those people are still, you know, regulars for the few weeks we've been open. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's that's, that's no better way to support your, your local neighborhood. <laughs> you know, during the time of crisis, uh, to be able to be open and provide them something that they're looking for. So that was great, and they showed up. We did hold a, you know, we held a charity event where we donated all of our proceeds, and people showed up. People didn't just buy beer; people just handed us donations, and it was awesome. I mean, there were people who were there just like, "Hey, I wasn't going to come here. I didn't have any plans, but I heard you were doing this, and I wanted to make sure that I could, you know, donate some money." And and it was an incredible turnout. We raised a pretty good amount of money for, you know being open for one week yeah but that was totally just because we live in an awesome neighborhood and a great city and people show it's one thing i've noticed about houston man it's like i said i grew up here but i've also moved around and it's kind of cliche to say your city does this or doesn't but houston really does come together when we have things like this you don't see this level of support all over the country like you do here well you the thing about houston is that you watch the news and it makes you think that there's a lot of problems going on in your neighborhood but then you go in your neighborhood you're like 
Man, everybody's everybody's good. Yeah. It's, 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 everybody's getting. Whoa, how's everybody getting along right now? You know, I thought we're in turmoil. Well, we're and, fortunate to be in the kind of the right spot, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's in there like Garden Oaks, where you guys are over there. I mean, it's it's a it's a first of all the whole area. It's a great neighborhood and so close to everything. And yeah, for those that don't know, we are actually on the exact same block as Petrol Station. I figure most of your listeners have just, got to know just what Petrol is. Right stumbling distance, as a matter of fact. Yeah, probably, from, I, I don't know, maybe 150 yards away from Petrol Station. Yeah. Yeah, and you have Crowbar right between you guys, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, no matter which direction you go, you can play some volleyball in between. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, if, that's, if, you, if you move east a few blocks, you have Cottonwood. So we're in a, we're in a good little uh, drinking neighborhood. Hell, maybe one mile uh, from Bash. I feel like we should plug Liberty Kitchen, too, because... Yeah, everybody knows Liberty Kitchen, but that one right there—it's kind of a hard spot because of all the construction on that street, and it is just delicious. We love that place, but you know, I don't think they're getting the business they should be because they the, the, oh, construction, the construction right there is killing well, them. Yeah, the, the, the yeah. I am proud to say that my bar is a little bit bigger than theirs. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I've got the smallest bar in Houston, but it's like, oh wait, no, no, they've they've got me beat, and they serve food. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're really good food. Absolutely. Good beer, good food. Uh, yeah, no, that area, the area is just, uh, a friend of mine, he bought a house over there, and it was over in Oak Forest. And it was 2006, 2007, something like that. And I was going, man, I don't know, man. You really want to buy a house in there? <laughs> it's come a long way. He sold it and moved to Denver. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's like, yeah, it's come, it's come a long ways. Uh, okay. It's very Sean, nice. Sean and I both live in Oak Forest, uh, so right on the other side of Ella from the brewery. I think we're both about 1.1, 1.2 miles from work. Yeah, so I live on on Wakefield, the street, yeah. the same street as the brewery. Yeah, but Patrick, you, I mean, you, I, you I grew can, up in the neighborhood. You went to elementary school, and I went. I did go Oak to Garden Forest. Oaks Elementary uh, before moving out to the Burbs. But yeah, it's nice to be back, and I can commute to work without uh, even encountering a stoplight, which is nice. Not yeah, bad. You know, I don't. You probably don't know this, but Patrick and I actually met in fifth grade, so he grew up. You know, Garden Oak Oak Forest, moved out of the suburbs. We met, became friends, and, you know, we've, we've been friends since fifth grade. So it's kind of, it's pretty cool to actually go into your dream business, open your dream business with one of your closest friends since fifth grade. I mean, who you know, who gets to do that? Uh, we feel yeah. pretty lucky that that worked out the way that it did. As long as you maintain, you know, a common goal and it's all written on paper. Yeah, <laughs> just, right. just make sure it's all ri- well, written I, on paper. I, I could see us hanging out less outside of work from here going forward, but definitely, we're spending definitely. 40 hours a week with each other. Right yeah, now. you still see each other more than you see your spouses or girlfriends or anybody else. But or both. Or both, right? It's all about love and fun. we got to take a quick break. we get back, we'll talk more with Great Heist Brewing Company. Drinking Bay to stay tuned.
And I hope you guys got the latest batch of one of my favorite beers, Spindle Taps Houston Haze. Another great beer this brewery has put out to go along with Wildcat or Hop Gusher, Tool Pusher, and others. You may still be able to grab a four pack or a pint if you make it up to the brewery just 10 minutes from downtown. Spindle Taps Air Conditioned Brewery offers relief from the Houston heat. Tap room is open Fridays and Saturdays with great food on premise. SpindleTapBrewing.com. Go to PizzaOvino.com. Then once you're there, Click on the Receive Newsletter and leave your email address. Your name will be selected in a drawing for two VIP brewery tour passes for St. Arnold to be drawn later this month. Tour includes a flight of four pints of their newest beers and a VIP personally guided tour behind the scenes at the brewery. This is brought to you by St. Arnold, Silver Eagle, and Pizza Vino. Also, Pizza Vino, they deliver your favorite St. Arnold beers along with other Bayou City beers to go with your pizza and strambolis. And speaking of strombolis, man, they have a Philly cheesesteak, a chicken Philly cheesesteak, and a spinach onion cheesesteak stromboli. Absolutely delicious. Drink of Ages, we are back on here at Drink of Ages Pub, and man, I want to tell everybody that if you haven't been down there yet, you need to go check out Saloon Door Brewing. Yeah, they're down in Webster. 45, 45 now is, is, is a, it used to be a, not as bad as 290, but it used to be a really crappy drive, but now 45 it goes pretty quick. So you can get down to Webster real fast, and they are making some pretty excellent beers. And if you've never tried them, we usually have them on tap here and some places around town, but man, you gotta go to the source. Stop by the brewery down to Webster. Uh, they do happy hour specials, growler specials, live music, and they have, they have events there all the time. So get down there and try some Saloon Door Brewery. But we're hanging out with Sean and Patrick from Great Heights Brewery, Brewing Company. It is Great Heights. We keep running into uh, a, the problem of people wanting to call us Greater Heights, which we're is not, a minor, which is a minor problem. We're just great, little. yeah, just, just great. <laughs> merely hey, Great Heights. Maybe the next one will come around. They'll be the Greater Heights. That but could happen. But, yeah. Yeah, but our current operation, just Great. Heights. Just Great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, what else do you need to be? We're satisfied with our current position. I think. Well, for one, the, the uh, Great Heights Brewing Company is very, you know, it's location-wise, that's a great name for exactly what you are. The logo is pretty fantastic that you guys have come up with. Yeah, we, Sean, Sean's wife designed basically every single aspect of our branding, including the logo, and we're absolutely thrilled with it. Yeah, we lucked out. Yeah, you know, I played the long game here, i got to tell you. So uh, Nicole is my high school sweetheart. You know, I was 16 and she was 15 when we started dating. And, you know, I knew that if I stuck in there long enough, I would get some free graphic design the, the, once I started One day, this is all yeah, going to pay gonna, out. Exactly. You know, so sure enough, 
here's the free graphic designer. Who's laughing now, you know? Well, I mean, but who knows? You might not be done with it yet. That's I mean, true. she might have a T-shirt or something else in there. She's got, she's got great stuff. We're really lucky to have that. And, yeah, she did the mural on the side of our building. Yeah. She's very talented. No, the logo logo's great. Uh, again, great heights. I, I feel like I should jump in because people do ask us, oh, you're, you're in Garden Oaks, Oak Forest. You're in the goof, but uh, your name indicates that you might be in the heights. Well, we've never said that we're in the heights. We understand we're not in the heights. We're in Garden Oaks, Oak Forest. When we did initially begin looking for a brewery, we considered the heights. We looked in the heights. It is very hard to find uh, eligible brewery space in the heights between uh, dry areas and between uh, FEMA-designated flood zones. It's hard to find warehouse space in the heights. Dry meaning no alcohol. I should right. say yeah. following yeah, yeah, a hurricane, yeah. it may be a little confusing. But And I, and I think some of those uh, rules have maybe uh, been, I don't know, voted down since then. Yeah, but, I mean, we're thrilled where we are. We, you know, part of it was... You know, I, moved, I moved down here. Patrick was living in this neighborhood, and his idea was we ought to start a brewery around here. You know, you're from here. Come back. Let's do it. We never thought in our wildest dreams we would find something in the neighborhood. There's literally one commercial block in our neighborhood, and it's the one with petrol station and crowbar. And, you know, we would do a lot of business planning, sitting at, at petrol station, you know, laptop, drinking a couple beers. We see this for lease sign for a long time, and... Finally said, hey, let's, you probably can't afford it. Let's just walk down there and see. And, and we couldn't afford it, but we worked it out over a couple months. And, I mean, we're ecstatic to be where we are. But the name is, you know, I think the name is a little bit more of a meaning than, than greater heights. But we do get that a lot. We get greater heights uh, pretty frequently. And, you know, worse things have yeah. happened. Part, part of the, the reason behind the bird logo design was uh, to indicate uh, great heights, Aside from meaning the area that we're in, is uh, just you know our aspiration to strive for great heights and brewing and and becoming a, a great neighborhood tap room and a fun place to hang out. But we want to uh, you know achieve the the highest level of beer brewing we can. So uh, the bird logo level six. The bird logo we think uh, you know uh, demonstrates that it's it's uh, and then some of our our beer names also are sort of uh, elevation themed. Not something we want to pigeonhole ourselves with. We have a Willie Nelson painting. My wife did. You know, also everything high. in there. Everything in there relates to heights or altitude. And of course, Willie is uh, the quintessential one of the highest of being high. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah. Thanks for getting that out of the way, Patrick. That's, I think a lot, a lot of the listeners the were really wondering about that. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you took that on. Yeah, I just thought it was a cool logo, and now it all <laughs> makes sense. So, yeah, it's a uh, the beer that I'm drinking now is uh, the West Coast IPA. Um, man, that's a good beer. Thank you. Just Appreciate a, it. Just a, just yeah. There's nothing that I can say that it is like you know because if you listen to the show before, I love to bash people when they come on. Of course, you, know, you do if it all I the get time. a chance. Yeah. And, but no, this is really, it's really tasty. I think like five into it right now, it's going well. I appreciate it. We, you know, we have a, a New England. So whether or not this is you know strictly truly West Coast, you know, debatable. But we have a New England IPA and. To keep from confusing the heck out of people, you know, they come in and they have no idea what a New England IPA is. We have to explain them. This is a, you know, a little bit sweeter, less bitter, softer mouthfeel, very juicy IPA. It's our most popular beer, and you know, we've we've sold a lot of it pretty quickly. Fortunately, we love the IPA that, that you're drinking right now, and we had to distinguish it somehow in a way that people would make sense of. So we're sticking in the tap room at least with basic geography for now. 
this is West Coast, and we've got New England. Um, but, you know, this is probably not quite as dry, not quite as bitter as some of the uh, the real, you know, West Coast IPAs you've had. It's a little bit more balanced, I think. But It's definitely more balanced. You get a little bit more of a maltiness to it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's we'll, we'll come out. We have a double IPA coming out that'll be, uh, you know, a dry, bitter beast. We're hopheads. That's what we like to brew, and that's what you know we're gonna. What, have was, on. what was the first beer you guys brewed on the on the on the system on, once you got it fired up? Well, on the big system, the first beer we brewed uh, was an amber. So we knew that we needed something. Uh, being a neighborhood tap room, uh, we want you know we want to be accessible to everyone. Uh, so we needed a beer that wasn't strictly geared toward real beer nerds, and the amber was the beer we chose uh, to brew first. It might be you know possibly a little more forgiving being the first one on the big system and uh it didn't end up coming out a little hoppier than we intended but we're thrilled with it and we've gotten great feedback so we're really happy yeah and, and, and not to be defensive but that's the one homebrew recipe that i've had going back 10 years well eight maybe i don't know when i started brewing it but i've been homebrewing 10 or 11 years and that recipe is one that has just stuck around from the beginning i'm not a big amber guy but it's an interesting beer it's a lot of you know, complex multi-character to it. Mm-hmm. It's like Patrick said; it's a little hoppier than typical, but it's always had a strong hop balance to it. it it's and, a much uh, different beer than St. Arnold Amber. Not to uh, denigrate St. Arnold Amber at all, but it's just a much different beer. Yeah, well, you're comparing because that's there's not very much out there to compare with. Well, right, but that, that's an amber that people but, know around here. And, and we like that amber, and there's a lot of room in ambers. This one is a little different. It's kind of a style buster. You know, it, it doesn't really fit in the technically in the amber style, but um, you know, I hope people like it and we're able to keep it around because it's a beer that we really like to drink and we and it's it's a fun beer to brew too. A lot of malt goes into it, a lot of different, uh, you know, a lot of different malts. But you know, I think we'll we'll always have hoppy beers on. Uh, we're hop heads. Um, we'd like to get into some barrel aging soon. Love to do a, a quad or a barley wine and put that into bourbon barrels. Uh, you know, just right now it's just fun. We're just all the stuff we want to brew. You know, we're, we're selling yeah, things to our tap room and we're able to. Yeah, I mean, you're still on your honeymoon right now. I mean, it's exactly. just it's got to be. I can only imagine uh, how exciting it is to, you know, first of all, finally fire up the brew kettle. Well, well, first of all, when you get your license and you can be a brewery. Oh, don't that say, had to been, No, we don't have licensing yet. Don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't mention that. Don't mention that. No, you're right. Getting the licensing, you know, being finally being like a legitimate brewery. Yeah, so it's like you have so many reasons to go out and drink, like, celebrate. You're like, yeah. all right, we need to meet and have some beers because let's open up a brewery. So, hey, we're celebrating. Cheers. And then all of a sudden you get your LLC. Cheers! Yeah, it all says like, all right, it's ABC. Cheers! Yeah, and that's a big gap, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a big, big, big long gap between that. But yeah, firing up the first brew had to have been just, just, just a party. It was a nervous time, but also extraordinarily exciting. Yeah. And then drinking that first beer. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's nothing like it. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was just like a little kid at Christmas when we actually had a beer on tap at our own brewery. We were, we were, I think we were both giggling a little bit with excitement. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll tell you, for, for the first two to three weeks, once we had finally fired up the brew house, but before we had any finished beer on tap, uh, I think we were just both losing weight like crazy because it's 99 degrees every day. We're sweating our butts off in the brew house, uh, drinking nothing but water and Gatorade, and there's no beer to drink at the end of the day. So finally, once we had one on tap, 
It's a great reward. Well, and we've, you can see we put the weight back on, too. So, <laughs> you, guys, you guys are looking pretty healthy. <laughs> yeah, beer will do that for you. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's great to be able to pour yourself your own beer in your own tap room. Uh, I don't know. There's no feeling like it. Yeah. I, I, and it's free. It's not even my beer, but I, I enjoy pouring a beer from, like, you guys tonight at my bar. That's uh, a good feeling, too. but I can only imagine if it was my beer that I was pouring. Well, you're the first the first person outside of our tap room to actually pour our beer, so it was very exciting for us to watch you pour it. <laughs> um, no, we, we, we're not distributing yet. We wanted to sort of run through a second batch of everything just to make sure that we have the consistency. Um, and, you know, we're moving a lot of beer through our tap room, fortunately, right now, so we can do that. But we want to brew everything a second time, and we're just now basically moving through that second uh, second batch, starting with the New England that we just brewed just for the sure second time. Dialed in exactly. Yeah, we don't want to have we don't want to you know have a beer show up that has the same name and tastes a little bit different. And There's been a few few uh, locals that put it out there and had to retract, and it's it's very hard for the brand to recover from that right now. Yeah, I think so. So I, I think, think you so. guys are doing it right. Houston's in a, a you know it's in a great spot. But, you know, with all the new breweries coming online, but at the same time, and fortunately, they've all been really good. I mean, there's a lot of good, talented brewers coming. Um, and there's always the risk when lots and lots of people are coming online that you're going to start to get that sort of inconsistency and it might turn off the craft beer drinker. And, you know, you hear we have the Texas Craft Brewers Guild meetings and, you know, that's that's always a concern. But the great thing is these, these senior sort of very experienced brewers that come to these meetings, Texas Grappers Guild, etc., are really, really phenomenal at taking some of the, the newer brewers like ourselves under their wing and showing us, you know, a lot of the, the tricks of the trade, if you will, so that we don't run into that problem because we're all, I mean, seriously, we're all in this together as breweries. The goal isn't to compete with each other. The goal is to compete with macro beer and to convince consumers in Houston that they want to drink good, local, fresh craft beer so uh you know it's it, i can't even stress enough how good the local beer community is at pushing that forward and we're very grateful for that yeah, i should say in, in particular the eureka heights guys have been so great to us uh answering lots of questions we had they're more than happy to help out in any way they can uh really the same can be said for uh john and Catherine holler and the under the radar guys uh they've all been Super to us, really. It's been, it's been, been it fun. It's just, a, it's just such a really good community, like you said. And and when you get to the Brewers Guild meeting, I like to show up after all the talking is done because yeah, yeah that's not that important to me. Yeah, you know, it's important to if I, you know, you guys, of course. But it's more of the you know sitting around and talking to everybody and watching the interaction between you know and other industries would be competitors but in this industry it's like yeah, hey let's hug for a little while and then we'll drink some beers together yeah, it's so the, it's the greatest industry to be in as far as pure camaraderie i i definitely agree we got to take a break real quick cuz we're running out of time in this segment and I uh, just want to tell everybody about Operation Juice Drop. We're talking a little bit of New England IPAs. But this is a collaboration between Drink of Ages, Spindle Tap, and Parish. And this is going to be a badass New England IPA. It's going to be available at the end of the month with all proceeds going to Harvey, Harvey Relief. How many times have I said Harvey Relief in the last few weeks? But 
It's going to be an amazing beer. You know, Parrish makes fantastic beer. Spindle yeah, Taps throwing out some wonderful beers. And uh, so it's going to be like this in-between Ghost in the Machine and some Haze. And I'm just looking forward to this beer. But you'll be able to find it all over the city. And stop by here at Drink of Ages. We're going to have a big party whenever the final re- release date is set. So Operation Juice Drop, be on the lookout for it. We'll be right back. start a brewery or distillery or you've been around for years the badass folks at cash branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel cash branding does it all from imprinted glassware coasters koozies tin tackers and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts t-shirts and caps their apparel decorating options are top-notch offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel artwork services and samples are always free why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cast branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out castbranding.com Company. We have Patrick and Sean hanging out, but before we get to this next session, man, uh, I want to talk about Eighth Wonder Brewery because they do an eight track sessions. It happens every Thursday and Friday in their backyard. This Thursday, Boomtown Brass Band, which yeah, if you ever stop by here, the second Sunday of every month. Part of that, they come here and they play the old school New Orleans badass jazz music, but they're going to have the whole band out there this Thursday coming up. And then on the Friday, following Friday, is Dead to the World and Dead Rabbits. 
two badass bands that, you know locally that it's gonna they're gonna put on a great show. So if you want to get out there to Eighth Wonder Brewery and listen to some badass local music, eight track sessions are each Thursday and Friday, and you can sit back and sip some good Eighth Wonder beers. But now sipping beers, uh, I, I'm still drinking that IPA, man. I haven't switched over, and we're talking about Great Heights Brewing, Brewing Company. Haven't switched over to Saison yet. You started backward, man. You, know, you, need, you need to give it a try. Oh, I'm definitely going to give it it's a try. It's actually, so it's funny. I joke you started backward. The Saison's actually higher ABV. I mean, it, it you know it drinks real real easy, but it's it's a it's a bit higher ABV than the West Coast. I'm, I'm caught up still on Dead Rabbits. I, I hear that, and I think of uh, John Malkovich and uh, for mice and or of I mice think of and mice and men. Yeah, yeah, when, men. He, when he wants oh, to pet thing. the rabbits, yeah. And he, yep. Yeah. No, 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 no. He wants to tend to the rabbits. Well, he wants to tend to them, but he gets a little too uh, I don't know too lo- too loving. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Uh, Dead Rabbits. All right, let me. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to push. Uh, if you're listening now, Sunday is September 17th is halfway to St. Patty's Day. It's a halfway mark, and we're going to have a parking lot party here at the pub. At 1005. One, one, one zero zero 1005 Wall, is that? 1005 Wall Drive. Right. right here, just, uh, you know, just west of the Montrose area. And shutting down the parking lot, we have three bands playing with Dead Rabbits headlining. If you've never listened to Dead Rabbits, it's just beautiful, good punk Irish music. Nola Brewing Company is going to be out here slinging their Irish Channel Stout. Uh, just a million. That's only appropriate. And then Spindle Tap is going to be out here with their trailer slinging a bunch of hot dogs and with some of their beers on tap. Plus, we'll have our 32 beers that we have on tap going that day and over 200 in the cooler. So it's going to be a good. There may be some... You know, legally I can't sell scotch and I can't bring it up here, but I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of scotch and a lot of whiskey being passed around that day. Fun fact about our brewery is that my uh, co-founder, Sean, is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame. All the Irish talk made me think of that. So. A little fighting Irish. Yeah. Well, so we've got two solid Irish names, Sean and Patrick. Sean and Patrick. Sure. And, uh, and uh, in our tap room, we do make it a priority to show every... Notre Dame and University of Texas football game is I'm a Longhorn so uh, yeah how did those Longhorns do last week well last week they did wonderful so as long as you're not asking about two weeks ago or this coming week <laughs> nope not at all if you want to only talk about last week it was a, a pretty convincing and thorough butt whooping yeah yeah I wasn't going to bring that up but and likewise, don't ask me about last week. Ask me about week one. You yeah, know, yeah, we compliment yeah. each other that way. Notre Dame was one of those that it's like I mean, like growing up because they had their ABC ESPN connection, so you could always watch Notre Dame games. Yeah. And there were some years that they were a phenomenal team, and it was so much fun to watch. Then yeah, there were some years. <laughs> yeah, there were some years not so much. But yet they made, you know, they're, they're on national now, TV. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. There was a little, I think maybe an independent movie made some years back called Rudy. About, Actually, it was about Rudy Tom Jonathan. Yeah. Football player. Yep. Hey, yeah. you look a little small-time film. I, speaking of Rudy, I ran into Rudy Tom Jonovich in Santa Monica at a bookstore. You know, I used to work out there, and I'm walking around, and I see, I see this guy, I'm pretty sure is Rudy Tom Jonovich, and... I hear them call out his beverage order, and it's Rudy, Rudy. I'm thinking, dude, come on, give his real name. Like, he coached in L.A. for Christ's sake. Nobody knows who this guy is, right? 
And I don't want to be like the guy who goes up to the famous people, whatever. But I, I love Rudy Tomjanovich. I love the Rockets. So I rolled up and like kind of embarrassed, like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan, whatever. And like to my surprise, this guy talked to me for like 20 minutes. That and, like, is it, him, it yes. wasn't like get away from me kind. Of, it was. He was like this genuinely sweet guy who just like engaged in conversation, and it was a Houston connection in L.A. Basically, but you know, it digressed a little bit on the road. Of all people to run into in L.A., I mean, I've ran into him like twice here in Houston. I've met Rudy T. Two different. One time was at 7:40 a.m. and I worked at a barbecue place in high school. Right when after they won the championship, which was a good time to meet him, and so they're I. They're like, hey, you want to take some barbecue over to the, the station and feed them Rudy T's up there? So I was like, yeah. I walked in. It is laid out, like feet up and like laid back in a chair, feet up onto the table, <laughs> drink in hand. You know, as I walk in with barbecue, and oh, he was yeah. the nicest guy. I sat down and talked to him, and Charlie Palillo was who was uh, well, the uh, on-air personality at the time. <clears throat> talked to him for a long time, and then. Uh, my wife and I, and I'm drawing a blank, the South American restaurant at Kirby and Westheimer. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, we went. To, no, not Barry. Uh, it's uh, Ameri- not Americanas, maybe? Americanas? They, they, whatever it is, they have the best trust leches you'll ever eat in the in the world. Uh, that's, that's one too many leches for me. Dude. I do those leches. Those leches, you're leches, fine with that. Like, that's a bit just extreme. Yeah, cuatro leches, man. Turn the lights out. Yeah, turn the lights Come out. Come on, let's be real here. But we we were there eating, and I walked outside. And I had a phone call, and I was walking down the sidewalk, and I look up, and it's just Rudy T. There's, there's a Randall's there, and the Americanas, whatever it is, in the, in the same yeah. strip And I look up, I'm, I'm like, I'm walking towards. I was like, Hey, I gotta let you go, man. Rudy <laughs> T's walking towards me. And I was like, hey, Rudy T, how's it going? He goes, oh, it's doing well, son. How are you doing? And we had like a little five-minute conversation. Yeah, just, he's that kind of a guy. He's our greatest American sports hero with the name Rudy. Yeah, by far. For sure. And the last name T. I mean, there's how many people last name T? Hey, you know, could you put above this guy? Can, can you can you come up with a better quote than "Never underestimate the heart of a champion"? That that I mean, let's just that that little silence after that. Oh yeah. Yes, let that sink in for a little bit. It's but those back-to-back championship years in Houston. Were some of the best uh, yeah. years of my life. Me too, likewise. Yeah, I mean, when when I was like, when did you get married? Oh, that was uh, like uh, 12 years after the Rockets won their last yeah. championship. <laughs> when did you have your first kid? Oh, yeah, I was like 17 years after the Rockets won their first. I, I, I look forward to being able to say that I got married, what, a year and a half before the Astros back-to-back World Series championships of 2017. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. I see what you did there. Yep. 2005, man, when the Astros were in the World Series, that was another time that Houston. I mean, it was so much fun. It was such a great time and everything, and and it was an emotional time because yeah, I wanted to be with friends, but also didn't want them to watch me cry if they lost. Yeah. So I sat at home, except for Game Four of the World Series, and we actually snuck into that game. And I ended up sitting five rows back from the dugout. It's, it's oh, a wow. crazy story that shouldn't be on the air. but I, I was in uh, the, the uh, stadium for, what was it, I guess, uh, was it game five of the National League Championship Series? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the quietest that Houston has ever yeah, been that, that, in the history of Houston. The worst moment of my life. When you can hear the sand beneath his feet you know, going from base to base. Yeah, 
I remember that game. Worse than the kidney stones? Uh, worse even than the, uh, what was it, the 2003 Big 12 championship game where uh, Colorado defeated oh. us. The, uh, Chris Sims had like three first half turnovers. Yeah, these are bad times. I, I know. I didn't think I'd ever hear you speak the words Chris Sims ever again, but... You know, you guys were clamoring for him to start. You got a perfectly good quarterback, a major Applewhite, but you didn't have the pedigree. Got to have Chris Sims. Come on. So uh, come out to the brewery this weekend. We're going to be playing the USC game. I don't know when this is actually going to drop. Probably not until after the game. but uh, Friday. Friday, okay. So, yeah, yeah, so, so definitely. Time. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have a big uh, burn orange. Uh, Wait, you guys are playing USC? Yeah, this Jesus. Saturday night. Yeah, we're going to have. It's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, you sure you want to promote that? <laughs> I hope it's going to be a fantastic game. We'll see. Well, you know, know we see people didn't give us much of a chance. It turned out all right. In times of depression, people drink more beer. Well, the good thing about our brewery is that we have beer. <laughs> so if things aren't going well by halftime, we'll be there for you. All right, let's take another quick break because you are out of beer, and I'm getting really low. So we'll be right back, and we'll wrap up this uh, episode of Drink of Ages here at the pub. no label lately the tap room has extended their hours and is a great place to take the family bring your dog and enjoy no label beers while the kids play and eat at the food trucks sin side haze no labels new england ipa it's now available in the houston area no for tap room hours and all the info get ready for sin side haze new england ipa and later this month 1980 kolsch perfect beer for the summertime hey guys what's going on this is ryan with nola brewing Blessed are the thirsty, and Back Pew Brewing has the answer. Their Saints and Sinners lineup is full of badass beers like Blue Testament, Seder Swill, Ninth Circle, and their new Pale Ale, Evil Doer. Tap Ruben is open Saturday, noon to 5 p.m., with lots of badass beers, outdoor games, and frisbee golf. Food trucks are on site, ready for you to just snack it up. Find the Back Pew Brews in stores and in all good drinking places. Cheers.
Whiskeys of the world, man. I don't know if anybody out there listening actually likes whiskey, but uh, actually, no, I know a whole lot of you do because we talk about it a whole lot when you guys come to the pub. We don't sell whiskey, but we love to drink it. But Whiskeys of the world, because of you know the pain in the ass Hurricane Harvey, they had to reschedule to September 30th. It's going to be over the JW Marriott, 6 to 10 p.m. You get to choose from over 200 expressions of scotch, bourbon, Irish whiskey, Canadian, and other whiskeys from all around the world to sample. Whiskey of the World is sponsored by Houstonia, Specs, and Houston Press. If you are a fan of whiskey like I am, do not miss this tasting. Go to whiskeysoftheworld.com for more info. And the difference between, and, and then back to the show, we are hanging out with Great Heights Brewing Company at Drink of Ages Pub. Sean and Patrick are hanging out. But the difference between like a whiskey festival and a beer festival is for some reason a beer festival you're limited to 24 ounces at a time whereas a whiskey festival there's no limitation you can walk around and sample every single whiskey that is there it's the limits of the human body well there's there's that and the longer bathroom lines <laughs> at the beer at the festival, beer festival right. yes yeah definitely there's a convergence in that bourbon barrel beers are awesome people are making them and there's more available in Houston now. In fact, we're going to make some very soon. I think we're going to put a barley wine and a bourbon, and a, you know, in bourbon barrels. That's that's my hope for one of our next couple brews. I love bourbon. I love beer. It's the convergence. Man. I, I would imagine because uh, you know, going to the breweries that they're already barreling stuff and things, and and I walk in, they're like, oh, you need to taste this. And you go to the barrel, you pull the little nail out, yeah. you get a little sample of it, and it's. That to me is like, yeah, brewery's fun. You know, brewing beer and all that. But then when you start doing all this really creative stuff and yeah. adding the barrels and adding this and doing different things, being able to just walk over and like your friends show up, you're like, hey, buddy, I want to show you something. And your friends are going, hot damn, that is amazing. I love it. I mean, like Patrick mentioned Eureka Heights earlier. You know, we rolled up, they were doing their Nuke the Whales, you know, hadn't released it. Hadn't even fully blended it yet, and you know, oh hey, you guys are here. Come, you know, let me pour you a sample. And I mean, look, you love great barrel aged beer, but there's something about getting to try it first, like before it's technically actually a beer. That's really rad. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's cool. There's so much creativity right now in this industry, and people are using barrels and ways that you know you might not have imagined five or ten years ago. We'd like to kind of. You know, get our feet wet in that. We have a little bit of experience in it. Pretty excited to try out some of our, uh, you know, scaling up some of our recipes and putting them in big bourbon barrels. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's like backtrack a little bit because this is the last segment, so it's only appropriate to talk about the earliest time and all this. But what what made you guys like? What were you guys doing before the whole brewery thing? Uh, so. Sean and I actually, we were roommates for two years at the University of Texas. Uh, Sean ended up transferring to Notre Dame, where he graduated from. I stayed at UT. Uh, he then kind of lived East Coast, West Coast. I stayed in Texas. He became a, uh, a serious home brewer, very... Uh, That's the nicest thing you've ever yeah, said to very me. Very detailed... Uh, <laughs> Very scientific, uh, very careful. So he was—he was a hard guy to sit around and brew with on that day. Well, so, he, <laughs> so he's a he, uh, son's an engineer. 
I ended up going to law school. Uh, I became a beer nerd as far as I would tick beers and uh, trade beers, and I was on all the forums, and I would uh, kind of uh, plan my vacations around visiting breweries where Sean was homebrewing every weekend out in California and building sophisticated homebrew systems. And uh, eventually he moved back to Texas, and we kind of did this impromptu uh, road trip to Colorado, just Sean and I, where we were going to camp in the San Juans and just hit up breweries and then, uh, you know, drive back to, to, to Texas after about five, six days. Uh, it was a great trip. We ended up hitting a little brew pub in Montrose, Colorado called Colorado Boy uh, Pub and Pizzeria. Tom Hennessy. Yeah, Tom Hennessy as the founder. He wrote a little, I, what must be a self-published book about how to start and uh, operate a little brewery. We bought the book on a whim, uh, discussed it the whole way back to Houston, or to Texas. Son was actually yeah. living in Austin at that the, time. The, and look, I mean, there was nothing earth-shattering in the book. He's a great brewer. He's got great restaurants. It was more that, like, everyone tells you, don't get into this for X, Y, and Z. And we're not naive to those things. We understand what they are. And this book was more like, you know what? Get into it if you want to do it. But it wasn't the book so much as talking to the people who worked at the restaurant at the, at the brew pub. And, uh, you know, hearing the journey that they went through and realizing that this is a feasible thing. You know, I had done some business planning, kind of preliminary stuff, but uh, it was just something about somebody telling you you can actually do something as opposed to don't do this, you won't succeed, that made it seem reasonably accessible to us. We, we, we basically, and we drank a lot, and that kind we, of influenced our... We were coming our, off a, a week of, like, uh, you know... Camping in the you know beautiful mountains and drinking great beer, and then after buying this book, thumbing through it, we had a thousand miles on the way home to convince ourselves that we could probably do this if we really tried. And when we got home, we kind of uh, started visiting breweries and talking to people and doing research, and pretty soon convinced ourselves that we could do it if we. Now I didn't tell Patrick that I wasn't fully convinced that this is actually going to work, and I I know wanted a partner. I. Actually, you know, we've been friends forever. I always kind of envisioned we go into business together. So, you know, I may have left out some of the details of the things that I thought were unreasonable. But, you know, overall, it did convince us both that, you know, it might be feasible. Well, I mean, each of you probably had your own concerns, like, going into this thing. But at the end of the day, it's it's, it's any business is... Just looking forward to what's going to happen and setting a goal for that and having it written down and getting to that goal. And yeah. you, know, you guys already hit those early steps. I mean, that's what's that's pretty, pretty awesome. Oh, it's great. I mean, you know, you, you have one life, <laughs> you know, you want to do the things that you want to do. And uh, I feel like people feel like they're trapped in their career sometimes. And I certainly, I like my career, but I felt that way a little bit too. There's an opportunity to do something that we really loved, and man, I, we, I don't regret it. I mean, it's you know, ask me in a year, maybe I will, when I'm slinging more kegs and a little bit more tired. But it, it's been the longest 22 months of my life from the t- from the moment we really decided to move forward until we opened our doors. But uh, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I can't wait to see what happens. Well, you guys, you guys. Uh so far, the saison is what I'm having now. So I, I did graduate to the saison from the from the IPA. 
Uh, it is good. I mean, it's solid. It's it's the ABV is very sneaky on this thing. Yeah, it'll it'll get you drunk. That's the part we got to tell people about because it's easy drinking. It'll get you drunk. Uh, I think you guys, I think you guys are on a good path right now. Um, opening when you did, that only built like more of the community around you guys. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it you know it was it was unfortunate timing and in a sense, but it was fortunate in that we, you know, established a rapport with the community and, um, you know, sort of, they helped us out, we helped them out, and, you know, we, we cured some of their stir-craziness, and they helped us open our doors and sell a little bit of beer and, you know, feel like a, a legit brewery. <laughs> well, but you know, if, if I was going to pick two partners to open a brewery with, it probably would be an engineer and an attorney. <laughs> just cover all bases, yeah, and maybe a stripper just for fun. But outside of that, it would be yeah. Well, if, an you, if you include the wives, it's actually uh, two attorneys, a graphic designer, and an engineer. Which you can, it's, it's can you beat that? Maybe an electrician and a plumber, and then you. Oh God, a totally plumber! Yeah. Oh my God, any plumbers out there, dude? Find us, find us. We need you. I think I think I could probably help you with some plumbing with our buddies over at Heart Plumbing. That helped me with my restroom problem. I'll throw them a bone it, real for us, quick. It's, it's not. I mean, we never, It's not acute like that. It's uh, we. You know, we put a lot of water. In the, oh, and a glass breaks here at the times. pub. You know, we, we put a lot of water, obviously, and, and waste water down the system. And and our our, our complex isn't quite built for that. So uh, we've been struggling with that a little bit. But you know, we try to recapture as much as we can. Recycle as much as we can, but you know, inevitably, you're going to put water down the drain, and the building we're in is just not built for that. So we got to figure out a solution. So far, so good, though. I mean, we've worked uh, it out. I'm sure uh, over the next year, there's going to be a lot of things that pop up that you never expected to pop oh, up. Yeah. There's going to be good times, bad times, and everything in between. We've already had those. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you guys are sitting around making beer. And making some good beers. So congratulations for the opening. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you for having us on. It's it's great being here. All right, I'm looking forward to actually selling your beer here at the pub. That's we. Yes, I'm sure you guys are not far, not far from now. All right, well, Sean Patrick, Great Heist Brewing Company. Uh, Look them up online. Your your website is being built right now, so the best way is to follow you guys on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, We're pretty active on all three platforms. Uh, yellow pages, very hey, big in the yellow pages. Was it four one one? Can you still call four one one and get information? We've been toying with the idea of a nine seven six number for <laughs> late night calls. Uh, we're still kind of uh, working on that. Late night brewery talk. <laughs> that actually would probably make money. All right. Well, thank everybody for listening. Uh, thank you guys for coming and hanging out, man. We got uh, some glass and some beer to clean up right now here at the pub, but. Uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. Be safe out there. And this episode is sponsored by Drinking Buddies by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Get out there and get that 12-pack. It's nothing but tremendously delicious beers. And if you want to listen to any of the old shows, you can find them on iTunes, SoundCloud, or drinkofages.com. And that is sponsored by Buffalo Body Brewing Company. Get out there and try some of their beers as well. And we'll talk to everybody next week.